0: Of,
1: uh, Thursday Comics. Thursday Comics, issue number
0: 56. 56, 56. Okay, yes, we're getting up there, aren't we? We are, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and now this this is a special, well, I guess this is a news one in a way, but it's also a special edition one that uh, for for the late great Neil Adams and George Perez. Yeah. We, we lost two of to, to the, to the greats, the well, like this past
1: week or so. Week it? or so, yeah. One yeah. Um, Neil Adams passed away uh, April twenty eighth. Yeah, and, and then, then uh, George Perez passed away around May sixth. So
0: yeah, and there was there was uh, oh God, what, there was another guy who did. A, he was an underground artist too. Uh, okay. He'd done a um, oh, Binky, it was Binky Brown. Oh, it was I can't remember his name now for the life of me. Uh, yeah, Justin Green, I think it was. Justin Green passed. Me. I do. I think it's him. Let me double-check my uh, my yeah. notes here. well,
1: uh, while you're in that, I'm just going to read a blurb about um, Neil Adams there.
0: Oh, here, here it was. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was. He did, uh, for, known as the father of autobiographical comics, uh, Binky Brown meets the Holy <clears throat> Virgin Mary was what he was fam- okay. famous for. So he, he'd be, uh, and he was sort of on the go in the in the 70s even, in terms of underground comics and right. all that so it was once again a 3-4 a, a right? Yeah. So, uh, so we had him then we had <clears throat> Neil. so Neil Adams
1: so after drawing the comic strip based on the television drama Ben Casey in the early 1960s Adam was hired as a freelancer by DC Comics in 1967 later that year he became an artist for the superhero character Dead Man uh, in the science fiction comic book Strange Adventures
0: and what a job
1: right uh, Adams and writer Daniel O'Neill collaborated on influential runs on Batman and Green Hour Green Lantern in the early 1970s. For Batman, the duo returned uh, the Batman character to his gothic roots as a contrast to the Batman television series of the 60s. Mm-hmm. During their Green Lantern Green Hour run, O'Neill and Adams introduced a mature, realistic tone through such stories as Snowbirds Don't Fly, in which Green Arrow's young ward, uh, Roy Harper, Speedy, is a field who has become addicted to drugs. <laughs> The duo created and introduced Green uh, Lantern character Jon Stewart in 1971. Mm -hmm. Following his run on Batman and Green Lantern, Adams drew for other DC books, such as Superman Mm -hmm. vs. Muhammad Ali in 1978. In addition to his work with DC, he simultaneously freelanced at Marvel for books such as Uncanny X-Men and The Avengers. The
0: Uncanny X-Men, one of my
1: favorites. (laughs) And The Avengers with the Kree Skull War. Yeah. Uh, In 1971, he established the Art and Illustration Studio, Continuity Associates, with Jit Yeah. Uh, in 1984, he founded his own comic book company, Continuity Comics, which was in business until 1994. Adams was introduced in, to the Eisner uh, Hall of Fame in 1998, the Harvey Awards Jack Kirby Hall of Fame in 99, and the Inkwell Awards Joe Sinnott Hall of Fame in 2019.
0: And also richly deserved. He, <clears throat> when, I, when I was growing up, I'd be, I was a huge, became a huge Neil Adams fan and everything Neil Adams, I had to have yeah, because I'd uh, you know I'd found his I sort of first experienced <coughs> him actually it was it was the world's finest story okay way way back in the late sixties now I'd seen some of his work like Dead Man I'd seen the early ones that then I seen it in reprints right. and, and stuff like that and I seen a lot of his stu- stuff because of course it reprinted right yeah. and then I uh, you know I knew about Green Lantern Green Arrow and. They were hard to get the issues, and I'd gotten, I think, one or two, and I'd picked up some when I was in Winnipeg in the late '70s. Yeah. And what uh, I mean the uh, and the X-Men. It was I only discovered that he'd worked on the X-Men when uh, Giant Size X-Men number two came out. <laughs> it was the the Sentinels storyline, yeah. and it was just like this is a fucking kick-ass storyline. And then it was just like, oh my god, he discovered that this was you know a few issues. Not only that, but he did more than just these issues. Yeah. yeah. And I eventually went back and I bought them all. I found them all. Okay, perfect. And I had every single one of them. And I had most of the Green Lantern, Green <coughs> Arrows. I was missing the first one and and a couple others, yeah. one or two others here and there. But there, I had most of them. And uh, it's funny because I traded them in in for towards a hardcover uh, collection okay. of the series. Yeah, the slipcase one. Yeah. So it, was, so it was well worth it to me. It was just like... <laughs> And it's funny how I slowly made the because I mean I never thought I'd sell they 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 were you know yeah. they, they they were my babies right I never thought I'd sell them but when I, when I seen that it was just something so goddamn beautiful about it. Yeah. a, a slipcase edition of Green Lantern Green Arrow let alone the fact the latest Absolute one which not only includes the three backup uh, stories from the Flash right but it also includes the the Green Lantern solo story. ...that Adams did from The Flash. Which is a cool way to end it, because, you know, this it, it, it's, is drug-related, shall we say, right? Yeah. And uh, But, I mean, that, uh, and, I mean, Dead Man, the, the thing that impressed me, too, was that he was able <clears throat> to do these wild, tilted um, the panels and, and stuff like that, but still keep the story moving along and understandable, like the classic scene of, of uh, Beast when they're facing the Sentinels. Yeah. Uh, well, not sentinels. So, so is actually some cops. They arrived mm-hmm. at Lorna okay. Dane's apartment because she's been taken by the sentinels. Yeah, so they track. Yeah, so they drop there to check it out, and they end up being faced by these two cops. Yeah, and uh, uh, Iceman freezes one of them's gone. The other one throws a chair, knocking the beast out. Yeah, and th- that scene where he's falling, falling, falling yep. plunging, and then out of the corner of his eye sees that ice pole next to him, <laughs> which he grabs hold of, which is you know, the Iceman. But I mean, that's. When you look at it, it's almost a page that shouldn't work, but he, makes he made it, it work, fucking work. And and throughout that, it, it, to me, in some ways, <laughs> that it was like I think the X Men was one of his finest hours, yeah. right? Um, I mean, the panel design on on all of them revolutionary, right? Yeah. And that and that and that that havoc suit.
1: Oh, I love that havoc my suit. Yeah. God, was so it, simple.
0: Goddamn gorgeous. Yeah. Right.
1: And all like the energy coming off his chest with the circles and everything.
0: Mm. Yeah, just simple, solid black.
1: Yeah, no detail to the body at all.
0: Yeah, with that fancy uh, thing on his head and all that, it was just like. uh, And especially that opening sequence, I always loved that opening sequence with uh, Lorna Dale Dane, where she's uh, she's uh, checking out her fading magnetic powers, right? Yeah, and uh, she, you know, she's lifting like an ashtray. ends up smashing on a table and all that. Even that scene is really fucking cool, right?
1: Uh, Another big thing with Adams would be uh, creator rights. So I'm just going to read another blurb here now. Uh, During the 1970s, Adams was politically active in the industry and attempted to unionize his creative community. His efforts along with precedents set by Atlas Eboard, creator-friendly policies and other factors, led to the modern industry standard practice of returning original artwork to their artists, yeah. um, who can earn additional income from art sales to collectors. He won this battle in 1987 when Marvel returned original artwork to him and industry legend Jack Kirby, among others. Adams and Horsley vo- and vocally helped lead the lobbying efforts that resulted in Superman creators Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster receiving decades overdue credit and some financial reimbursements from DC.
0: And he picked the perfect time, too, because it was it was just when they had the Christopher Reeves Superman movie yeah. come out and he struck he, see he was a smart fucker. He was, he, was yeah. he, he knew, okay, here if there's any time to get these boys what they're due, here it is right here, <laughs> right now. And he, he, he put the he put the boots to it. <laughs> yeah. It was goddamn brilliant,
1: right? And even the continuity studios, he set up that studio to get um freelance work for other creators. Doing like house ads, you saw a lot of house ads in comic books and stuff like that. Yeah, that was all done through continuity and his company.
0: Well, I mean the crusty bunkers, uh, yep. and that they, they come come <clears throat> to the rescue of many a project of DCN yep. Marvel. Oh yeah, when they needed something finished, they 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 called Neil and the boys. It was just like get Terry Austin and all, all the yep. all the ink jockeys up here, right?
1: Let's get this job
0: done. And, and they did it. It was the the, the boys had it down, right? Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, yeah, uh, to to me, Adams was, he, he, like, he was, I I still not really discovered Jack Kirby and and his genius. So at the time, you know, Neil, I I was, it was Neil Adams, everything, Neil Adams, it's Neil Adams, that. Yeah. But of course, you know, I was disappointed once he, you know, ended up, it's like he left comics except for, you know, outside of the, uh, the Superman versus Muhammad Ali, yeah, that was that was more than like the and then the Miss Mystic. Yeah, because I wasn't a big fan of his Continuity Comics. Right, I I don't know who was. <laughs> right, <laughs> but uh, but it, but my, he created work for people. It was a studio. Oh yeah, so. yes, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The value of it it was immeasurable. Yeah. So so once again, he you know he was still carrying it. Oh yeah. And he did a he did an X Men actually there in the two thousands. He did. That wasn't too bad. That uh, well he didn't write it. Someone yeah. else wrote it.
1: But like and you know... You can't talk about his career. We're talking about his recent work and like his Batman Odyssey and yeah. some of his uh, less than yeah, popular Art. work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his insistence on redrawing his classic work.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was he's he's really uh, you know I could I can <clears throat> understand it, but it's yeah. just like well, well now especially that Doctor Str- that uh, Dead Man though yeah that uh, that George Russo's yeah butchered. It's just like okay, that I can understand. Yeah, that one issue, sure. Okay, yeah. fine. Go go right ahead because it was <coughs> fucking terrible. Yeah. Right.
1: But if you look at, uh, I bought his um, Batman by Neil Adams. Yes. Omnibus. Yeah. And there's a lot of recolored and redrawn artwork in that, which yeah. I found weird.
0: Yeah. And now I don't think it was as much in the I uh, have the DC <coughs> Neil Adams illustrated yeah. series that was from. Uh, oh, geez, that's a good. They're about twenty years old almost. Right. Now, yeah. I think themselves. And I, there are a couple in that, but not all of them, right? So, I think it was before he'd gone on that, but it was just like, come on, right? It's what's done is done, <clears throat> yeah. just let it move on, but still, glad that he did that strange, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fucking Jesus, it was, it was like a it was what it was saying with Garkoa when Frank Garkoa inked his stuff, it was just like, oh, this is painful, yeah, do. and I can understand it <clears throat> from his point of view, him looking at it and saying. Boy, this really makes me look fucking awful. Right? Yeah, it does. Because even at the time when I first bought it, it was just like, "Oh, Neil Adams one open. It was like, "Ah, oh, who the who the fuck ruined Neil's shit here? <laughs> and then, you know, then ver, ver, you know, next next up it was back to normal, and yeah. he, he was you know his early style, but still, he was he was he was the guy. I met him three times okay. myself over. And I'd heard some people over the years saying, oh, you know, Neil, I'm a, I'm a nice guy, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, well, you motherfuckers, then don't go up to this to, to this uh, man like him who's a professional yeah. with, with artwork and say to him, what do you think of my artwork? And not expect him to tell the truth. Right. And as opposed to some people, I like I never brought any artwork up to show him. Cause right. I, uh, you know, I, I had no need to. And, uh, but I listened to him talking to some people. i seen people bring up artwork. Yeah. And I looked at the artwork as they laid it out. And everything, of course, teaching comics for 20 years, yeah. of course, as soon as I look <clears throat> at shit, you know, that's why I should be a goddamn editor. As soon as, as soon as I look at stuff, it's just like, okay, dun, 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 that's wrong, that's wrong, yeah. that's wrong. And he'd nail all the stuff that I, I was thinking in my mind. But he, he'd be... And he, but it wasn't in a mean way either. He was just like, okay, your drawing's a bit is it, it, a bit amateurish here. You yeah. don't really have to work on your drawing. I suggest, you know, whatever it was, figure, draw, you know, yeah. blah, blah. And, he, you know, and like you say, the, the smart people, the, the good people, take take whatever he tells them, yeah. and they move on with it for, from there. Because just every time I listen to things, he was, it was solid advice. It was. But, I mean, it's, you know, that's and I even tell young artists today, the worst people to listen to when it comes... To look at your artwork and tell you the truth, are a friends, b family. Yeah, fuck them. They're, they're the last people you should exactly ask. That, that's one thing I I like about Luna. Uh, Luna constantly when I show her stuff, she'll she'll say, "Oh, should you be doing this or should, shouldn't you be doing that?" So much so that my last piece I did. Yeah. Because I, I was about the free Newfoundland T shirt and she was just like oh my god are you you're reworking that again <laughs> and, and did it so much that it was just like okay and I worked her dialogue into the actual script okay. as, as I'm talking about it she pops up in these little insets like oh come on get out, get along with it you know, whatever <laughs> and but the best part was was I read the script to her and wrote her responses so Perfect. she she those are her written real <laughs> responses <laughs> but it, but she liked the and she liked the the twist on it though. Yeah, It was taking something like that and doing that. But Neil, Neil, he could he could see these things, and it was he just could. like, you know. And, and it's funny because I mean I've been to these portfolio reviews and all that, and it's just like the last thing they want to deal with is someone coming in and being a, a, a prima donna. Yeah. Because I can remember Richard Brunning from from DC. I can remember he gave this great lecture talking about. It. You know, don't go coming in because it don't matter how good you are. <clears throat> yeah. If we can't work with you, uh, we can't work with you. Yeah. Right. You could be the best in the world, but if you're if you're an arsehole and all that, and you can't take instruction or criticism, then we can't work with you. Right. Right. It's because you know this is this is a profession. This uh, that's what, what being professional is all right. about. Yeah. And I learned a lot listening to. Him. I mean, he taught me taught me a lot because he did a couple of. Uh, I did a portfolio review with with him. Yeah. And it was funny because when he first looked at my stuff, it was just like, "Oh, not bad. I got anything better?" I said, "Well, I got some rough sketches of, of stuff I'm working on." I showed him that. He said, "Why didn't you show me this stuff to begin with? <laughs> this is this is the the, the stuff." And you know, he, he gave me now he gave me a lot of great advice on yeah. how to improve and the problems I was having with certain things <clears> and all that. And it was great. And, and by me listening to what he was telling me, my artwork actually did become better over yes. over the next few years because yeah. he gave me something to. Aim for right
1: and something we latch onto and grasp on and yeah. If you're good on certain things, you can focus on areas that need work. Yeah, do a bit of extra work on them, and then it catches up to the others.
0: Yeah, because he, he said you know in your sketches here, you, he said in your finished art here it's it's a bit stiff and all that. But yeah. he said your 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 rough sketches here are you know are wonderfully loose and all that. Yeah, and so that was it. It was and it was ironic because it was through doing. uh Editorial cartoons for the local paper, and but they only paid twenty five dollars per yeah. cartoon. So my stick was I'd try to do it within an hour. Yeah. Because that way it's just like okay, at least then I'm being paid twenty five dollars
1: an hour. Exactly.
0: And and it was when I because sometimes I do multi-panel ones, and I'd be doing them pretty quick, and I and that's when my style started to evolve. And it was just like okay, I figure because I do the little rough sketch, I'd be doing really quickly and transferring it right on <coughs> the other one. Yeah. And it came to me, and it was just like this is it. And when i seen him in i was when i was down in the states i seen him one time showing him some stuff he even agreed yeah yeah this is working for you yeah perfect so uh well yes yes neil uh, enough about me neil fabulous neil now on to of course george
1: perez yeah george perez so george perez um comic book artist and writer who worked primarily as a penciler he came to prominence in the 70s, penciling Avengers for Marvel Comics, mm-hmm. and returned to the franchise in the 90s, in 97, with Kurt Busiek for another acclaimed run. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the 1980s, he penciled New Teen Titans, which became one of DC Comics' top-selling series. He penciled DC's landmark series, Christ and Infinite, er- Infinite mm-hmm. Earths, followed by relaunching Wonder Woman as both writer and penciler for the rebooted series. In the meantime, he worked for other companies, um, uh, other... He did Rage. He did yeah, yeah uh, uh, published uh, right. by Barrow DC and other companies uh, into the 2010s, known for his detailed and realistic rendering and his complex crowd scenes.
0: Yeah, amazing, amazing fucking yeah. crowd scenes. He, uh, now I first came. It's funny because he, his first professional work was uh, a piece in the back of uh, <clears throat> uh, what was it, Astonishing Tales, the first Deathlock comic. Yeah, a little piece in that. But I was of course buying all the magazines and he started appearing in those yeah. he did the Sons of the Tigers was the name of the strip and it was it was fucking fabulous it was just like geez, I don't know who this George Perez guy is yeah Then next thing it was just like oh, oh he's on the Avengers and his his Avengers run especially the Serpent uh, uh, Serpent Crown affair, Fear all that it was yeah. just like fucking amazing shit right his team books are always
1: yeah yeah fantastic yeah. big ensemble books yeah. if you ever get a chance look up the Avengers poster, yes. I think, from the eighties, which has every Avengers member ever on it. Um so Christ on Infid Earth gets a lot of praise. Yeah. His uh Infinity Gauntlet issues.
0: Yeah, we oh, start yes, to yeah. fall a
1: bit behind on and Ron Lynn finished. Yeah. But those
0: I mean that first issue too, I mean that's that's landmark, right? The, yeah, the, the, the cover, I mean I got, oh, yeah. the, I got that. One of the that.
1: best covers of all time, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um and one of my favorites and was Hulk Feature Imperfect.
0: Yes, yes, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, one,
1: yeah, because he wasn't really a big Hulk guy. Yes. But I mean, that was an exceptional
0: issue. Well, it's funny. I, I did a, a I re, well, two issues. I reposted a lot of the comics positives yeah. that I've done of him over the past couple of years. And but when I was posting, it was just like, geez, every single one of these got a cover done by someone else, though from yeah. from Marvel seventies. Like right. he, he did a, he had a run on the Humans that was fa- fabulous. Yeah. And, and all these, it was just like, oh, shit, i got to... So, uh, when I announced the, the week of Georgia, I basically used the Infinity Gauntlet number one. Yeah. That's the promo picture for that. But uh, but I loved his, like I say, the Sons of the Tiger. That's still one of, one of my favorites. One of your favorites, so... Huh? It was it was a great... Uh, and it was pretty cool, because, I mean, it was ahead of its time, because it was three characters, you know, each of them... Uh, one was, I think, one was Chinese, one was... Uh, it was a black guy and, and then a, a, a white guy and then the the girl who was attached to them. She wasn't one of the sons of, but she was like a official She was like d'Artagnan. Yeah. So she was really a son of uh, of the dragon. Yeah. And then they end up breaking up or whatever, and and the most <laughs> one of the messiest <laughs> breakups I, I'd ever seen. But uh, amazing, amazing, amazing work, right? It was loved, and he he actually did a run on. Uh, Uh, on Fantastic Four, that, that's caught my attention. Uh, Yeah. It was the, it was, there was an issue with Hulk and the thing team up. And that, that was like, I think that was one of the first new Fantastic Four comics I bought. And it was just like, jeez, this is that George Perez guy again. He, he's everywhere, right? (laughs) It's funny because at the time I didn't even think of the name being Latino anyway. No. It was George Perez. Yeah. He's a fucking cool guy, right? Uh, uh, it's only later that it just struck me. It's just like, geez, he's especially once you see pictures of him, it's just yeah. like, Well, he yeah, that's right, he is uh, Perez. What, what Exactly uh, <laughs> Why did I not see that, right? Uh one thing that, you
1: know, can once stated is his bright colorful shirts that were always handmade by his wife mm-hmm. and his work with Comic Cons.
0: Yeah, everyone seemed to like him, right?
1: He was always friendly, lovable at the booths. Mm. There's hundreds of photos of him doing, like, the Death of Supergirl pose. Yeah. <laughs> He'd do that with everyone if he wanted to. He loved his fans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he said one of the last things when he got diagnosed as terminal is he wanted to do one show and see all his fans one more time. I mean, that's a true...
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. It's 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 the final party on the yeah. way out. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. That that's how we wanted to be viewed. Yeah. And you you could tell his impact on the industry because I don't know how it worked, but um, the JLA Ventures book got reprinted.
0: Yes, and I thought that was and a limited run yeah.
1: through the Heroes Initiative, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I thought that was re- re- you know nice of DC and Marvel to <clears throat> yeah. Put their put their backstabbing aside to you know do do something like yeah, that. Yeah, just right? polish it
1: out in a yeah in a, in a paperback, and he was literally moved by that because that's two competing companies.
0: Yeah, getting together.
1: Yeah, yeah, to do that and reprint that so people get a chance to read it again.
0: Yeah. So, well, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, and and George was, you know, maybe not as big a, an influence on me like as Kirby or. Or Neil, yeah. or Ditko, or whatever. But he—he he was up there. He was because oh, yeah. I did. I mean, the like the those <laughs> background patterns that he has, like yeah. you know, the shock pattern that uh, design that he appears when you see someone shocked about yeah. something. That I always liked that, and I even use that myself. <laughs> I, I have copied George's George's use of, use of, uh, uh, of designs like that.
1: because
0: yeah. it was it was cool. It's just like this adds to it. this for some reason. It's it's a bit of visual storytelling, yeah. That is pure Perez, right? That 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 lumpy. It's it's, it's like an angular Kirby crackle. <laughs> it's the Perez pointies. There you go, right? Palm, right? But it was cool. It was it like a Halo? A of, 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 uh, Halo of emotion. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it, it did it did somehow. Yeah. Work. Oh yeah. So that's that's you know he was good that way, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, ter- uh, amazing week when uh, uh, or amazing time when you think about just seeing, you know, and, and unfortunately, will be seeing more of them too over the yeah. next few years because it's, of course, only natural. Right? It's only natural,
1: and you're going to see that era of well-known creators are just yeah. getting older now. That yeah. entire era. Yeah.
0: Well, especially 60s and early 70s. Yeah. Right? Well, we
1: talked about on one of the late, like, last few episodes about the creators. How many top creators? from the Silver Age are still alive.
0: Yeah, not, not very many, right? The, I mean, Stereka was one of the few that I yeah. can think of from, uh, like, Marvel, uh, Marie Severin, but I mean, she's in the home now, so, yeah. um, God, I can't, you know.
1: Really, There's really not a lot left, no, right? And Stan no. was the most well-known one. He died there a few years yeah. ago.
0: Kilcane is gone there. And, yeah. You know, Stureka was one of the few The few last left. one,
1: because yeah, he was so young going in there.
0: Yeah, really, at the time. Yeah. And, and, Jim Shooter, same thing because yeah. he was so young. <clears throat> he was like fourteen writing yeah, uh, Legion. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, yeah, gonna gonna miss George. It was yeah. some great stuff. But uh, but Neil, and Neil too was uh, quite shocked when you when you sent me the the link. There it was just like, oh god, no, yeah. all right. But uh, you know, I'd always hoped that I'd meet him one more time. But every time I met, met, met him, I never did get to meet George, yeah. but every time I met Neil, he was uh, had a short chat with him. I do have a picture of me t- taking with me, okay. shaking his hand, which, of course, you know, a 15-year-old me would have just fainted looking at yeah. the picture, right? Oh, my God, I'm touching the head of God. <laughs> right? but, uh, but, yeah, they definitely will be sorely missed. Yeah, right? definitely. So
1: that's why we wanted to take a couple of minutes
0: and just... Uh, yeah, Just about talk about the two of them. So minutes. <laughs> 25
1: minutes. 25 minutes and just talk about, about so, them. So.
0: Now tell the people what they're getting at on the, um, the next giant size X-Men. Next giant size. Next giant size uh, Thursday. <laughs> comic, <sorry.
1: laughs> so Thursday comics. We've been doing a trend with top Marvel, Silver Age artists, Bronze Age artists, and everything like that, with DC, Silver and Bronze Age. So we figured we'd do a, a quote-unquote modern, mm. 85 to 2000. That's a good little yeah. uh, gap. But we're going to blend Marvel and DC, because they kept swapping
0: yeah, and constantly. And then. it's only a five-year gap you're talking about yeah. there, too, right?
1: So we'll do uh, 85 to 2000, Marvel and DC creators. Oh, 85 to 2000. A- yeah, okay, 85 yeah. to 2000. Okay,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Okay, blend them in.
1: <clears throat> yeah, right there up until yeah. about 2000, because in our lists before, we had about 2000 as a good cutoff point.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that's when we start to see a good reinvention of everything. But that was like the 90s... Speculator market. There was creators coming out of your butt, and yeah. a lot of bad creators, honestly, yeah, yeah, too.
0: Yeah, a, lot of, uh, yeah, a lot
1: of them. So, um, we and they kept moving back and forth through companies and everything. So we figured that we would, uh, like say a t- character like Todd McFarlane. Mm. He did, you know, a good Batman yeah. run, you know, nice little stuff like that. But also did so much with Spider Man and things like yeah, that, and Hulk, and Hulk, and yeah. so just well to include them. Yeah, uh, where they did so much swapping and everything.
0: Oh yeah, before they moved on. Yeah. Before
1: they yeah, moved on, sure. and there's, I mean, we talked off the top of our heads.
0: Oh yeah, we already named half our lists already. Here, right? right, and
1: that's not even doing any real <laughs> yeah. research per se. So. I'm
0: probably saying, okay, let, let, let's not even talk about yeah. it because we're probably liable to throw uh, throw it off with no yeah. names. And, uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna be a good one. though. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Now, even the meanwhile, the Although, no, my Doctor Strange. Uh, week is coming to an end. Yeah, uh, as, but
1: you can as, still check it out
0: though, and yeah, check out the yeah. movie. Yes, yes, exactly. Right, and check out more. And now the comics pods going on three Mo- Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from now on because I'll be able to put more effort into each single one. Right? Exactly. And Split it up a little bit. Yes, and now that will uh, I will be doing a in the library of graphic literature this week with <clears> Luna. Yeah, had to skip last week because same thing. I had that work that c- came exactly. in. I had to, had to do four pages of comics in in a, in a week. <laughs> Which, you know, is something when you're writing, drawing, yep. inking, lettering, the whole thing, right? Exactly. So, uh, I, was, I was impressed <laughs> with myself. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I guess we can sign off here, and uh, should we summon Bill in to Bill uh,
1: in to play a sign out for another week? Yes, and we'll, I'll see you in seven days. Alright, I'll be here.
0: Okay, Bill, lash it to us.